Welcome back, everybody. We are having tea with uh, with Tamara, and yes, I did feel that right uh, off of uh, Jim and Tamara's uh, YouTube channel, where they hold very lovely and interesting conversations about life and acting. Uh, and I need to start doing that with my wife. So please welcome to the program, Tamara Masterman. Hi, Alan. So nice to be here. It's good to see you. <laughs> Likewise. Um, and um, I, I really really enjoyed kind of watching the videos and um uh you know as as i was doing my background on you um i i came across it and i i learned about your acting uh, center which i have many questions about and then i just saw the uh you know tea with tamra and i thought what a great idea uh, my wife and i really need to start doing this whether we record it or not as a separate question but just to kind of uh, have have a way to connect uh, on a on a regular basis because she's really busy with her work i'm busy with mine and you know our connections really come in uh when both of us basically uh you know about to go to sleep at 11:30 at night and it's kind of that catching up uh which usually means we go to sleep really late and neither gets enough uh, rest so we we should uh try to figure something else out and having tea would be a lovely uh, thing to do that's a great idea i'm glad we've inspired you <laughs> Certainly have, yeah, and uh, you know you've uh, you've been married to Jim, and Jim Meskiman is the one who we're talking about, uh, by the way, uh, and his you know his interview with uh, with our program is going to be right below this video, so please click and check it out. Um, you know, you and Jim have been married for 32 years. That's amazing. We are 11 years behind you, uh, and if my wife doesn't throw me out before that, we'll we'll try to make it as well. Well, he's probably so far so good, right? <laughs> Yeah, there there have been times when she's uh, she's certainly had enough of me, but uh, God bless her, she's still she's still with me, and uh, I'll, I'm, I'll keep my fingers crossed. I think that's part of every relationship. You go, you know, you go through stuff, and that's part of it. It's how you get through it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, with uh, with you and Jim, and I don't know about your relationship other than what I've seen on on you know those uh, tea talks, um, tea talk. Interesting. Okay. Um, these, uh, you know, you at least kind of are coming from, from a similar background and both of you are in the industry and both of you understand the nonlinear aspects of it. My wife, um, you know, finished uh, her schooling, got a job, worked really hard, continued progressing, got her master's and, you know, she had the trajectory. So she's <clears throat> really successful. She's a CFO of a company and she's worked extremely hard to get there. So for her, it's decide what you want to do, get the education, get the experience, and continue growing. In yeah. our industry, mm, sorry, <laughs> that's that's just not it. And whether we end up making a living at this or not is just entirely up to you know uh, so many different variables that there is not much you can really pinpoint. So there is. I, a long-winded story is that you know in in your relationship hopefully there is much more understanding of that non-linear nature whereas in my relationship it becomes more of a point of uh, contention and frustration on my wife's part because it's hard for her to live in this uncertainty that's yeah that's i can is. totally understand that absolutely there's two different worlds and jim and i also are both improv trained so that's that's really like the underpinning of our acting uh, techniques is it has to do with a lot of improv. So 
we're used to being able to just kind of go with the flow and take what comes and make something of it, create it into something and <laughs> keep going. It's kind mm -hmm. of how we live our life. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard that in, in one of your conversations as well. And I have a, I have a t-shirt I'm going to, uh, uh, I'll actually, uh, in my editing, because I'm doing more and more editing of these videos. So in the editing, I'm going to, you know, put a t-shirt in there, but um, I have a uh, inspirational apparel uh, yeah, business as well. And oh, wow. one of the t-shirts uh, basically is a design that says every day is improv. <laughs> Great. It's true. So, and yes, and <laughs> that's, um, that's that's kind of how it is. I was I was uh, telling you in our in our pre-chat that actually I in when we're gonna have a discussion about the acting approaches, um, I, I want to tell the story so the audience knows. But I was telling you about the last-minute uh, you know huge audition that I had to do last night, yeah. and you know it's it's really all about yes, and you you get it, you say thank you, and you move from there. There's no, oh my God, I don't have enough time or, oh, this is way too many characters and I have to learn so many lives and I have my work and I have my family and I have to do that. Okay, put that out. Yes, mm -hmm. and, and go. And that's that's the way it is. Otherwise, uh, what's, what's the point, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to talk to you about uh, a school that you're a uh, co-founder of in LA. Uh, Jim was raving about it and I've done a little bit of research on it and I wanna ask you more questions because Absolutely. as somebody who loves the, the kind of the guts of it, if you will, of trying to figure out what is it that makes some actors great and what is it that makes others good mm -hmm. and uh, trying to figure out the approach that works consistently and I've developed my own approach, uh, which I think I shared with Jim, maybe, I don't remember. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you what that is, and I want to know of what your school is teaching. Sure. So um, the Acting Center is uh, is the name of the school, am I correct? Yes. Perfect. And it's in LA, and it's it's been around for a little while. How many years now? Uh, I think we're going on about 15. Wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. Going yeah. strong. Um, tell me more about the approach because from you know everything that I kind of uh, heard of why the school was started it is to try to uh, teach the new way and try to teach a better way so what is that new and better way that now works for people well it's that's interesting I mean we are we're saying that we're we're new because it's it's new in that um, it's a lot of different uh, act, acting exercises that you actually do in class, right? I mean, we've come from a tradition of, um, of uh, you know, you go into an acting class, you're kind of expected to know how to act. It's like, put up a scene, <laughs> put up a scene and we will critique it and tell you what worked about it and tell you what didn't work about it. And that way, that's how you will grow, you know? Um, from my viewpoint and the viewpoint of the acting center, art is very objective. You know, there is no right or wrong in art. And um, so to, to be able to teach that way, I think is very difficult because all you're getting is one person's opinion about mm -hmm. what you've created. 
and that's their opinion and that's totally fine and and when you're working with a director that's absolutely true because whenever you're working with the director the director is that senior terminal senior mm. person on the set that everybody's trying to we're all collaborating with this person to create his the idea that he has right so on set that's absolutely true but in training it's um it takes away, we feel we, it takes away your actual own innate sense of what you want to create as an artist. And to me, that is the, that's the best gift that you have. And that's what makes you stand out from the rest is that you bring your own creativity and your own viewpoint about the character that you want to present that somebody will buy. <laughs> basically right that's what we're doing so the tradition it's a long tradition of how acting classes have been taught and um you know it's kind of like all right maybe people can get better also there's that tear you down to build you up aspect of it sometimes with some teachers that a lot of people have come to us and said i give i gave up i couldn't do it i couldn't take it it's not for everybody some people can handle it and some people just can't you know and well, um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll interject for just a moment because uh, in in that tradition, and again, I come from uh, from the former Soviet Union, so the the you know tear you down to build you up is kind of ingrained in in a lot of the processes there. But yes. um, if that is done in a loving way, there is you know one uh, aspect to it. But a lot of the acting teachers that I've seen do this, they're doing that because they have a huge ego. And when we, uh, as students, feel that because we feel things, whether we can understand them fully or uh, elaborate on them uh, in, in a way that makes sense to everybody is a different uh, question, but we feel whether the person is really invested in us or they're having an ego trip. And once we feel that ego, then the sincerity is gone and then it doesn't matter what they do because we're just going to lock down and become defensive, which is, you know, completely counter to what you're trying to do in acting class. So please continue. But yeah, because you're trying to, I mean, what, what our goal is, is to bring out that in a person, you know, like give them their own self-confidence back so that they feel they can create something, present it, if if it's not what that's wanted great we'll change it and not feel like oh you know this is terrible i didn't do it right and i'm thought of a failure you know and then you just everything kind of implodes you know um so the idea is to be so self-confident in your abilities that you can get on set make changes because that happens on set you go on set sometimes your whole character has changed sometimes mm -hmm. they <laughs> They change all the dialogue. They change. I mean, our the business is so you know elastic in that way, and you know that the the technique of you know working on a scene for a month and then putting it up doesn't really work in the workaday world. It just doesn't, as you know from telling me about your audition. You know, you have this amount of time to do eleven pages, and it's a lot of this, and it's fight scenes, and this and that, and you've got to do it right. So that's that's the the way it is in the industry. So um, we basically developed, um, you know, many many. We we have many many exercises 
that actually we pulled apart like the main, I guess, skills that you need as an actor and you just keep drilling those things and drilling them and drilling them and drilling them until you're just so facile at them that they're second nature to you. Um, our, the basis of our technique is being another person. It's like, that's what you, you change your identity. That's, that's what acting is. And um, so the exercises are all about that, you know, whether it's emotions, whether it's making the dialogue real, whether it's, you know, your, the intentions for the scene, whether it's whatever it is, it's all coming from being that person fully, you know. So that's kind of the basis of where we're going with our technique. Um, let's dig in. <laughs> so it, again, you know, the, the approaches that, uh, that our viewers are likely familiar with, and if they're not, please look them up, are the approaches of Stanislavski and the approaches of other, uh, you know, acting teachers and other techniques, you know, Stella Adler, and we can, you know, go whether in order to become a different person or, or a different character, you have to go full method and kind of really just disassociate in a way. Or mm -hmm. are you, uh, you know, using imagination or are you using your own uh, drama in order to, you know, in order to help you uh, with what's happening to the other character? Are you uh, using substitution techniques, right? So there are all sorts of things and most of the stuff that I have named, I don't use. So the question is, how do you get your students to be someone else or to embody somebody else? What is the approach? If if you're okay sharing it, that's that's another kind of a caveat. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm not going to say too much. All I'm going to say <laughs> is, um, I mean, because basically, also I, just to point out. Uh, Konstantin Stanislavski, I have a quote from Konstantin Stanislavski saying that, uh, I forget who he told this to, I think he did tell it to Stella Adler too, mm -hmm. that Americans don't need this technique. Hmm. Americans do not need this technique. American actors are free. By using this technique, they will invariably spy on themselves. Hmm. Yeah. And that's Wait. what happens, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you know, I mean, the history of this is, you know, the group theater and everybody and then everybody splintered off and developed their own techniques around Stanislavski's. But yeah. also Stella Adler came back and she had talked to Stanislavski and he told her the same thing. Yeah. So it's it's one of these things that's that was for a time. And, you know, from being from coming where you come from mm -hmm. and what was needed, what the what the what the world was like there in Russia. <laughs> It was a different scene, you know? Yeah. So, we're, yeah, we're, it's an interesting quote. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did not uh, know that quote, and it certainly, it certainly resonates uh, yeah. because people are different. I remember, you know, uh, coming over and the people in Russia were always, um, were trying to figure out why does everybody smile in the United States? You know why because in russia if you're smiling then there's a reason for you to smile as opposed to just be smiling so it it deals with the uh all of the photographs the older photographs 
there's nobody smiling in them because yeah. that was that was norm. Um, and I find it really interesting because other parts of the of the society there is you know it's hugging and kissing three times on the cheek that's normal so that's opening and yet you don't smile and you don't welcome the other person and when somebody is asking you how are you nobody really does that there here mm. it's norm there it's not here we don't hug and kiss on a cheek uh, three times because that's not okay so like all of these different kind of yeah. uh, things that have been fascinating to me but it makes sense that more often than not the american uh, people in general not just actors they are more open and they're not uh, kind of in that state where they can't allow uh, themselves to be exposed for fear of persecution mm -hmm. um, in the former you know soviet union and the society that they grew up in My so apologies i couldn't hear what you said siri could not hear what i said so she oh. apologized very nice of you thank you um so that's a really interesting quote um so what i have uh, discovered and uh, i i fully respect that you know your method is your method so then the um i'll share how i get there and i i would love to hear what uh, what your thoughts are on that um because using i started using substitution right so this is where i kind of uh went up substitution made sense right so you're you and somebody else how do you feel about somebody else well i don't know them but i know somebody who reminds me of them so i'm going to use substitution uh it made sense but it doesn't really click and it doesn't embody because you're creating kind of a, a prism of what that person is like instead of what that person is really like um then i said okay that doesn't work i really need to kind of embody the other character how do i do that i'm going to start writing all sorts of background uh uh, do huge backstory on this person, really try to figure out what they're about and go uh, really deep into that. And then I didn't feel grounded in it uh, because there was something missing. There was that root that was missing. And then one of my friends, uh, who's not an actress, uh, but you know, watching some of my auditions, she said, look, you're a really interesting person. I would just love to watch you. And I thought, what a what an interesting way of looking at it. So and as I um I started kind of looking at actors from that perspective, it's either does the person seem real or do they not seem real? And it's not about how you got there or your acting choices, but what what is it about? And when we're watching Tom Hanks on screen, is it Tom Hanks or do we see all of these diverse characters in Tom Hanks? And then Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, said something that again kind of uh, made me made me go back to that statement from my friend, which is he said, "Look, uh, I'm grateful that I've gotten all these compliments and Oscars and nominations for playing these incredibly diverse characters, but I'm telling you the truth that all of these are just me. They're different aspects of me. We all have these aspects, and it's just you know which one do you bring out." So. Um, Eventually, I basically got to a point where I wanted to be somebody else, but I wanted to be grounded in me. And how I went about that is using what I call the butterfly effect method of acting, uh, which I am not selling to anybody. 
Um, you know, there's no there's no books, there's no schools. It's just my approach. So please use it as as you see fit. But what I've discovered is in order, and like let's go back to the audition that I had yesterday. So the audition I had yesterday was three distinct characters that I had to play. Uh, they all had, you know, two of them had two scenes. Uh, one of them had one scene. They had to be done in two languages. So each scene had to be done in two languages. So forget the, you know, the just memorizing lines part, which, which is a whole separate of uh, a whole separate discussion of how do you do that uh, without uh, going crazy, and you have a short period of time to do it. In. We have so, exercises for that too. Good, good. <laughs> um, the way that I kind of did it is, I, is I, I started saying, okay, well, I keep talking about this butterfly, you know, uh, effect method of acting. Does it really work? You know, does it really work for me? Can I find all of these characters? So what I did is one of the characters uh, is a military uh, man and somebody who is, you know, low, low uh, level rank military, uh, somebody who really does not like people. He is uh, kind of uh, this brooding, distraught, not a happy uh, personality that, you know, anybody beneath him, you know, I, I really kind of this, I don't care about you, I'm happy to shoot you if, if, uh, if that opportunity presents itself. So one of the characters, that's not me, right? I'm, I'm the happy, lucky, uh, you know, uh, uh, goofy uh, dude. So how do I embody a character that's different from me? And the way that I did it is I went back into my own life. And then I tried to find a point after analyzing the script and kind of writing down characteristics of that uh, of that person. Uh, I went back into my life and said, okay, so you know, here's my the root of my tree. This is Alan, and I'm going to find a piece that I can start. You can see it. I'm going to find a piece where I'm going to start drawing another branch in an alternate reality uh, kind of a version of me. Now the Earth uh, 23, uh, you know, in in Flash, right? A uh, version of of Barry or whomever. And that particular version of me, uh, instead of having my life, they uh, because I was dating a girl uh, when I was younger, and her father uh, was a general. So I, you know, that relationship ended. In this particular case, I continued dating that girl because of that uh, relationship. You know, my parents went to the United States. I, uh, you know, I continued being uh, back in Ukraine because I was in love with a girl. We ended up getting married. I didn't have a father figure. My father figure became a uh, the general. I went into the military. The relationship did not work out. The father basically got me a job. So I'm, you know, a surgeon in the army and I am unhappy. And the imagination flows. Uh, the person becomes, I am still rooted in my tree and my own experience, but that's a very different branch leading to a completely different uh, me. And the most important part that I was looking for is that safety net of knowing that I can find my way back into being me. Mm -hmm. Because when I get into those emotions of a person who is not a good guy uh, in terms of, again, not two-dimensionally speaking, but, you know, it's just not a happy person. Uh, how do you extract yourself from there? How do you get back to you? And by me knowing that here's my route, 
this is just another branch. It's easy to find my way back. It takes a second, but you get back to you. So I can snap in and out, which is what I have to do during the audition. You snap in, you do that, you do it in a different language, you do um, two more scenes, then you go to another branch of somebody who is a completely different energy, high energy scientist, a recluse, so just a completely different person. Again, find a point. Uh, mm -hmm. For me, that point was, you know, I, I was fascinating with finding the patterns in pi. Uh, and I believe that I found some patterns, but I never kind of set with it. Well, in that uh, alternate reality, I did. Then the government immediately took me, uh, put me in, in, in a bunker, and I spent my life kind of uh, in a scientific way. That's a very different version of me. So this butterfly effect is you change one thing, everything uh, changes, but it's still a root of the same tree, just a completely different branch. So that is what I do in order to embody a different character and allowing my imagination to work. And then I don't have to have um, anything that's kind of put on. It's all organic. Mm -hmm. So, Right. That's, I mean, that's, that imagination is a very powerful tool. It really mm. is. It's it's a big part of our job, actually. Um, so uh, because it's true, I think it's like we do um, uh, research, you know, for characters, right? Which I think a lot of people do. You know, if you're having to play a certain kind of character, then you research those kind of characters, you know. And then um, adding observation of you know what you've seen that are people like that, and also the but, but the biggest part is your imagination. What do you, how do you see it, and how do you create it? Um, so great if that works for you. That's awesome, amazing. <laughs> right, and as as you said again, everybody has their own approaches, and whatever yeah. works for you. And uh, there's there's no one way of doing it. It's whatever yeah. works for you, and are you believable as that character? And if you are. God bless you. Continue using it. So exactly. That's the point. Yeah, okay. That's the point. Well, the point is, yeah, really, like, let's embody this person, you know, and 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 bring that character to life in that script, which mm -hmm. and tell the story. You know, that's our job. <laughs> so tell me about some of the success stories of your school, because you know I see that um, you know there are students who are award-winning actors and actresses. Um, if you can share names, do. If not, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I, what I what I want to hear is somebody who is a successful um, actor right now came to your school and you allowed them to flourish. Well, actually, one of the probably I mean, we have a lot of name people that I just am not going to mention. I can't mention, okay. but um yeah. We've had we've had some people that have been names and were award-winning actors that had kind of, you know, decided, eh, you know, I'm not feeling it anymore. Mm -hmm. And we've helped revitalize them back into getting back in the game and doing great work. Um, mm -hmm. We've had people come to us that have been working actors and they've taken their, their career to another level and, um, you know, are really, you know, using us as a resource to keep to keep that game going mm -hmm. um but one of my probably one of the, uh, the the ones that i would say that we've taken from like zero you know mm -hmm. would be one of my teachers actually 
and Amanda. And she she was, you know, an actress, working actress, but, you know, maybe something here or there. And she's gone on, on to, uh, she's probably done, I don't know. My God, how many TV shows? She, she books like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight or nine TV shows a year. Wow. You know, and she's been on Big Little Lies. She's been on Little Fires Everywhere. She's been on like, um, I don't know, big names, sit, you know, na name sitcoms and dramas. And, and she's done, now she's getting into voiceover work and she's done music videos. She just did this Demi Lovato music video. She's been like her career, like it's, it's been from like, just mm -hmm. like, I want to be an actor and I'm, and I, I love acting. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no, she's making she's making her living, you know. That's so, um, you know, that's that's what we're about because we have a lot of new people that are coming. You know, a lot of new people that are interested, and we're that's kind of who we want to nurture. It's easy for it's easier for me to teach somebody who's never taken an acting class before. Much yeah. easier, much easier. <laughs> They're like a blank slate, and they just take everything in, use it, and go. I have uh, just a, a gentleman uh, the other day who um, he did one of our intensives and then he did the whole intro section course with me and his and then started booking. You know, it's like I'm like, yes, that's what we want. You know, that's exactly what we want, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we help all sorts of people from every level, you know, from brand new to people that have been in the industry that are well known and still, you know, run into things and then take it up another notch. So yeah. is there, uh, and that's, that's wonderful. Um, and I Myself certainly- included, you know, it's like, cause I use my own stuff, right? You know, yeah, I would hope it's so. like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, do you have a curriculum? Is there kind of a set thing of, you know, you start out here and then you continue progressing onwards? Yes, we do have a curriculum and um, we've actually had to rethink our whole curriculum because of this COVID situation because now we're um, doing classes over Zoom and um, it's basically the same curriculum, but we're delivering it in a little, It's it used to be pretty linear, you know, and now it's a little more flexible. Um, because of the nature of how we're doing this, um, but we're getting amazing results. And it's actually preparing people for those Zoom auditions, for those Zoom callbacks. I'm like, this is what you guys are gonna be doing. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what you're gonna be doing. Because everything that we do is applicable to preparing for an audition, getting ready for a part. Um, it's all applicable to how you prepare and and then we then they perform you know and they do different things and we do we we throw in some improv stuff in there too you know just you know um with characters and stuff but um it really prepares it's preparing them perfectly for this climate yeah <laughs> i i would hope so because the uh, I, I have conversations with you know fantastic actors that have gone through you know incredible uh, uh, theatrical programs uh, at you know big named uh, schools, and they come out and they have no idea how to audition. 
they don't know anything about the reality of the business. It's all about theater, 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 you know, Stanislavski, all of the, you know, all of the mechanisms. Uh, and uh, I mean, Eve Gordon uh, got in her first movie, uh, in her first role with Robin Williams, and they told her to, you know, get on the mark, and she asked what a mark was. Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, fortunately, they thought that she was just kidding. Uh, and everybody, everybody laughed. But I mean, like, really, how, my personal opinion, how dare does somebody uh, take your money for, you know, years and teach you without preparing you for the applicability of that skill set? Yeah. I know. So, I had I had a young man in one of my classes that was this in the same, you know, graduated prestigious school and came and was like, I don't know anything about the business. Yeah. And I don't know. And I did lots of theater, but I haven't done anything that's television related or movie related. Yeah. Right. And uh, even in, in theater, I mean, still uh, in theater, there are marks. Yeah. Yes, and, there are. So whatever. Um, so I'm glad that I'm glad that your school actually prepares people for uh, yeah. for you know a, a, the reality of what the business is like because I I kept on asking the local schools here in Chicago um, I, I'm in Chicago so I kept on asking the local schools I said listen I read Michael Caine's book uh, um, on you know how to be an actor and what it's like to be on set and all of the different things to look out for and you know where is the camera. Are you turning this way? Are you turning this way? You know, down to the eyebrow color. Uh, so there are very specific things that one will know eventually if they're working enough. But when you're starting out, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. So why aren't there classes on how to be on set? Mm -hmm. What do you need to know in order to be successful? The first time I got on set, and I heard speeding, I turned around because I was worried something would hit me. Uh, <laughs> like, what's speeding, right? Because yeah. in the movies, we hear lights, camera, action. Well, right. guess what? That's, that's not really how it's done. Yeah. Uh, so, like, somebody has to do a good job because when you step on set, you have to know how to act. You have to remember, you know, try to remember your moment before when everything is switching around you, you're trying to remember your lines, you think you're gonna remember the type of relationship you're gonna have with the other person? I'm barely trying to understand where I'm supposed to be on a overnight shoot. Like, these things don't just click in. So yeah. somebody needs to do a much better job prepping. That's true, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. I hope you know you have, uh, you have uh, kind of uh, those, uh, those types of uh, classes or uh, that are going through and making sure that people are ready when they come up. Ready for that. Yeah, not, not, not totally all the technical stuff, but, um, but, uh, but really in the, um, well, I guess it, it does encompass some of that because we have an audition class. So that does, you know, part of that for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, and our classes are all um, at the acting center there. You work all class, you work. Mm -hmm. You're not sitting, you're not looking. And I mean, at the end, when we do performances, some performances, you may be watching for maybe half an hour or something, but you are working the entire class. You know, we've had to cut our class from three hours to two hours too, because Zoom is just too much for three hours. 
Yeah, yeah. And how are you finding it? Because again, um, with with acting, it's we're we're not stationary most of the time, unless it's it's a close up. We're not stationary. We're we're moving. People move. This is life. Uh, yeah. And you're not gonna you you're not going you you'll still remember your your uh, your fourth wall, and you're not going to be turning your back to the camera all the time. But um, how do you utilize Zoom? Uh, and make sure that people can actually work together while being able to move and be connected because right now I'm looking at the camera uh, so audience can see my eyes. Mm. You're in my periphery. If yeah. I look at you, my rims of the glasses, people lose my eyes. Yeah. When we're doing auditions uh, and we're doing Zoom auditions, you know, you're taught always not to look in the camera unless you're doing a commercial. So you're always, you know, cross camera, you know, how many people are we looking at? But the person yeah. is here. I need to see the energy so I can be affected by it. So Zoom adds a whole layer of complexity to the whole experience. Exactly. Yeah. So because because like when you're like if you're doing a scene with somebody and they're on another square, you have to look at the camera like it's them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not easy. Um, little things. <laughs> and that's that's why people take your intensive so they uh, they understand you know what it's like and how to how to maximize it. And we're absolutely going to you know be putting a link uh, to the uh, um, there's so many there's so many schools with almost identical names. So we'll be putting the, the acting center. We're going to be putting a link uh, down below. Please uh, go and check it out as you're watching this video. So yeah. um, improv. So yeah. I know we've alluded to improv a number of times. Improv, I loved in one of your chats when you said that, you know, people kind of got the wrong idea of improv. And now everybody thinks improv is comedy where that's not what improv is. Uh, my first lesson was that to myself when I went to, uh, to Second City and I started taking uh, improv classes which is the first thing the instructor said after the introductions, he said, improv is not about being funny. Right. So please uh, help people understand why that is. Yes, improv is, I mean, it's one, one of our oldest art forms, really. Um, and I think people have associated, because of the club improv, they've associated it with stand-up comedy. And mm -hmm. also because of the groundlings being a real training ground, mm -hmm. a second city too, but not as much for stand-up comedy mm -hmm. or for sketch comedy. Um, they kind of have equated th that that word to mean that, you know, mm -hmm. which um, is not true. Um, improv is just um, making it's making it up on the spot. So whatever that is, and 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 um, we were trained in in New York um, by a woman, Tamara Wilcox, who hmm. wa worked with Del Close, okay, um, and was part of the committee in San Francisco, the group committee in San Francisco that was an offshoot of that. So she's she was a pedigree, you know, improv person, and we were taught. I mean, we did all sorts of things with improv. Um, my favorite 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 thing that we did was improvised one act plays mm -hmm. and it's to me there's nothing that tops that artistically for me it's like such 
And we did, you know, Tennessee Williams style plays and David Mamet style plays and Shakespeare style plays and, and our own version of comedy plays. And, you know, whatever it was, you know, like film noir dramas and, you know, like slapstick, silly, whatever, you know, it was like the whole gamut. But but we were taught it doesn't you don't have to be it's that you don't work for the joke. And, it's, and and you'll find this is true in really good comedies is that comedy comes out of the life situations. Mm -hmm. It comes out of life. Life is funny and things happen. Mm -hmm. And when you play it with reality, it makes it even funnier. You know, um, that's what I have talked to, to people about, too. It's like, well, when I'm doing a comedy, what do I do? I'm like, play it for real in that environment. That's mm -hmm. that's who you are. You know, it's not like you have to be like, doo -doo -doo, you know, <laughs> like, I'm so funny. Play it for real. This is your life. This absurd situation is happening to you. <laughs> it's the situation. It's the circumstances that are going to make it funny. So um, that's what it is in improv, too. And we, I, I don't know if you know the form The Herald, which was developed by Del Close. It's a long form uh, okay. piece. And um, it takes a look at one thing from various different viewpoints. And um, it's a brilliant piece. It's a very artistic piece because you get all sorts of viewpoints on one question. And they can be very funny. They can be poignant. They can be sad. They can be musical. They can be whatever. And that, to me, really embodies what improv is, bringing, bringing your knowledge of life into different circumstances and looking at things for, and this is something that's being lost in this society right now is to be able to look at things from different viewpoints you know yeah. be able to take on another person's viewpoint yeah. Yeah. it's a very important part of humanity very yeah. important and it's mm -hmm. something that we're losing and it's it's very sad actually <laughs> It's okay to think differently. It's okay to have another viewpoint, but we should be tolerant of viewpoints. And I think that piece really encompasses that, you know, um, and why I love it so much, because it makes people go, oh yeah, I never thought about it that way. Okay, that's yeah. that's all right, okay. Or it makes, it, it's, it, and that's what art does. It gets people to think, you know, and I, improv is so good at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get a chance to do long form during my training. You know, I did the A3 at Second City. I took some other classes in addition to that, but we didn't get to do long form. And watching uh, Middleditch and Schwartz, you know, do their long form, I saw just how I really would have enjoyed it. Yes, it's because, fantastic. <laughs> It really just gives you a chance to play, mm -hmm. and it's—I mean—how much fun, how much more fun can one person have than to get an idea and then just start playing with it and see where it goes? Yeah, it's so liberating and just—I yeah. mean, literally, we would have people come up saying, "Oh, that play that you did five years ago, I still think about it," and you're like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is ever the same. There's no. like, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of improv. I think improv is one of the reasons why I kind of started getting back into acting. Uh, mm. uh, 
watching who's lying and then really understanding that I'm in Chicago. I have a lot of improv around me and for me not to do it would be silly. And I got into it and that brought me back into acting uh, you know, in my uh, coming up to middle age. <laughs> yeah. So um, last thing I wanted to ask you is being a uh, being a teacher, you know, spending a lot of time working with uh, with people. You mentioned that you use your own techniques. So, how much acting do you get a chance to still do? Um, well, yeah, whenever I get an audition, I do it. You know, I mean, I do um, voiceover work. Um, mm -hmm. I um, actually, I'm going to be shooting something in a couple weeks. TV show, new TV show that's going to be out. Um, yeah, I know. First for me since COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I definitely most of my most of my attention is really put into the school. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I work here and there, and yeah, actually Taylor and I just did a voiceover job last week. Nice. Uh, for a company in the UK. And um, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm, I keep working. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, it's one of these things too, because acting is, I think actors are like this in general. It's like, we just love to do it. Mm -hmm. And we can't stop doing it. You know, yeah. it's yeah. part of who we are. It's how we express ourselves and it's how we communicate with the world, you know? And, um, it, you know, it's like we do, we do it for free. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, if you're going to pay us, great, you know, <laughs> even better. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know. It's like I can't imagine not doing it. I'm also working on a, um, a project of putting a bunch of filming, now filming. It was going to be a live show, but now it's going to be filmed monologues of a, a friend of mine that wrote a bunch of monologues and my daughter and two other of my uh, people at the acting center, myself, or four girls are going to put these monologues together on film and it'll be a project um, for video. So also songs included and everything too. So it's like, I just keep, I just keep doing it, you know, can't stop myself. You have to. And then again, and being a teacher, one of the first things that you have to overcome is people immediately testing to see if you are just somebody who is regurgitating information or you're a person who knows what they're doing and is doing it. Yes. Right? And uh, I always enjoyed kind of that initial jousting with, uh, with people trying to see if I am an instructor or I am a professional who instructs. Yes. And that that to me was always funny. It's like, oh, how would you do this? Okay, here we go. Let's do it. Let's play. Yeah. So um, I, I enjoy that. Uh, one more question. I know I said the last question, but one more question is uh, knowing that, you know, you and Jim both uh, come from an improv background. You're obviously married. How much of the, because Jim is a man of many voices and many accents and uh, how much uh, do you get a chance to kind of uh, play with Jim in that regard? Do you uh, do a ton of accents yourself? Do you guys just kind of uh, go off on a tangent in the middle of a conversation, or you know, you're you're more you, and then Jim kind of uh, goes off? 
No, we our household is a very silly household. Our daughter as well. She's an actress and she's grown up around this and and she's an, a brilliant improviser and um and she she will do things just to make Jim laugh. You know, this is her joy in life is to get dad to laugh, you know. So, and we're always playing with each other during the day, you know, um as we're working, you know, taking on different accents, different characters, you know, it's part, it's just part of our life. Good. <laughs> so to speak, you know, we're pretty playful around here, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my kids have been taking after me and I've, I've had enormous joy in teaching them various accents. So, uh, they, they play too. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, I think it makes more life more fun. It absolutely does. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing, uh, you know, your wisdom. And uh, everybody, please go check out the school. We're going to have it right there. Great. Um, thank you, Alan. Yeah. Nice, so nice to talk to you. Likewise. And uh, again, thanks uh, to everybody for tuning in into another episode of The Love of Acting. We know you're as silly uh, and interested in this as we are, and we appreciate you for it. Thank you. Thank you.